The Isaiah Project by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor Disregarding man's philosophy and their theories, the Bible says God created the earth and all on it. Everything was to be a perfect place for a man to dwell, and God said it was good. He then created man himself, placed him in a particularly beautiful spot he called Eden, or paradise, and now said it was very good. Everything was perfect as only a perfect God can bring into being. No pain, sickness, death, or corruption of any kind. No old age for man. No dying for any of creation, as a matter of fact. Death and decay is the enemy of all. God brought perfect life to everything He had made, and there was no bad, no evil. It was all very good. Adam and Eve, created absolutely perfect, were to rule over the earth and all on it in love. Through a godly nature, they were to multiply and extend the garden-like condition to the whole planet. There were no right and wrong choices as there was nothing wrong. Everything they did would be successful. Life was full of peace and joy and designed to bring mankind pleasure. I'm not saying that life didn't have challenges, as they were to subdue the earth, but they had perfect solutions. The only thing that had the ability to spoil their life was the tree of good and evil, crafty old Satan. Due to pride, arrogance, and his rebellion against God, he had been evicted from heaven. Finding the earth void of residence, he claimed it for his own. Or perhaps there were people here that he overcame, based on the scripture found in the old King James Version of the Bible in Genesis, chapter 1, verse 28, where God told Adam to replenish the earth. Whatever the case, Satan took up residency in the midst of the garden. And Adam and Eve were warned to not touch him, and to not be gullible enough to feed from his knowledge, or take his advice. But Satan can turn himself into an angel of light and a thing of beauty that can fool even the elect. And Eve evidently reached out and touched this exquisite creature and bit into his beguiling lies. The God kind of life was lost with her rebellion and death, corruption and decay claimed not only Eve and her husband but all they had dominion over. Now the trees grass, flowers, animals, all creation would grow old and die. Paradise was lost. The godlike life was lost, and time replaced eternity. The planet would be ruled in cruelty, and its inhabitants controlled by Satan's evil host of darkness, causing mankind to become so wicked, God would be sorry he even created them, and so it is today. Very sad for the Adamic race, the descendants of Adam, and the whole world Satan has built through them. It is all imperfect, constructed by faulty knowledge from Satan and the intellect of man. It all has the same destiny, death and corruption. But, because our Creator is a God of love, there is really good news for those that choose to listen. He has made a way for us to be born again, and have our sins, 
and those brought on us by our forefathers, forgiven and removed. Not only that, but he also made a way to loose Satan and all his company of evil spirits from our lives, this planet and all on it. He foretold of this plan through the prophet Isaiah, as recorded in Isaiah 61. Read it. It is so exciting. God also made a covenant with Abraham that his descendants would be the ones that would realize the fulfillment of these plans. Do you realize when we are born again, we become Abraham's seed because we are the property of Jesus? How? The Creator of all creation agreed to allow the principality of death and Hades to kill him so creation could be set free from the grasp of Satan. He offered to buy humanity back from Satan with his own blood. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22 For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Allow me to explain. Satan actually was prideful enough to think he could kill the Lord and become God. Little did he realize that the Creator is stronger than that He has created. And Jesus did not stay in the dormant state brought on by the spirit of death, but resurrected the victor over death and hell. When He rose from the grave, He offered Himself as a sacrifice to the Father. He made a new covenant so that all that would choose to be baptized could themselves die into His death in the watery grave and resurrect in His life as new creatures. They would therefore be born through him, who is the seed of Abraham, thus becoming Abraham's seed also, and heirs to the promise of regaining the earth and freedom from Satan. Romans chapter 4 verse 13 shows us Abraham's seed are the heirs of the world. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Mark chapter 16 verses 16 through 18 describes our freedom from the enemy. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. It is our legal right. Romans chapter 6, verses 5-7 through seven. For if we have been united together in the likeness of His death, at baptism, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of His resurrection. He is not the property of Satan, so we are not either knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, we are no longer sin-natured Adam, that the body of sin might be done away with, through our death, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, but resurrected to newness of life and freedom from the enemy. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Satan has no legal right to us. He can only enter through sin. And if we walk in repentance... The blood of Jesus covers us. Sin has no hold on the born again. So we truly understand 
Let me say again, Jesus agreed to die at the hand of Satan through the people of that age to set all of creation free. He did that. He paid the price. He kept the bargain. Now we can be born again and enter into this new covenant as Abraham's seed, seal our position at communion, and once again be legal heirs to this planet and all on it. Galatians chapter 3 verses 27 through 29 For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Not only that, we legally are the household of God with our new birth, and have the legal right to the family name of Jesus that has all authority over the enemy. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 tells us, now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Philippians chapter 2 verse 10 explains the authority in our family name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. Look at John chapter 14 verse 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And remember what we read in Mark, chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, and they will speak with new tongues. Satan and his wicked host of darkness, even his principalities and powers, have to release us on command through the authority of that name. Really think about this. Let it sink in. Get angry even for not being told before now of your rights. Galatians chapter 4 verses 1 and verse 7. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Now look at these scriptures and see our obligation to grow and mature, to take advantage of what Jesus really accomplished for all of creation on the cross. He came to set the captives free. Romans chapter 8 verses 19 through 21. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. We have been as slaves. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, in hope that man would understand his plan and execute it. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. This is the most serious subject or topic we will ever contemplate. It's life or death. Are you experiencing defeat in your life? Are you in bondage to drugs, cigarettes, food, etc.? Do you walk in fear, sickness, poverty, depression, anger? Is your marriage on the rocks? Your children causing you grief? Do you want to know God better 
and walk a victorious walk. Has something been blocking this? These and all problems are fruit of the enemy operating in your life, and as stated before, it is your legal right to evict them. To inquire further, see our outreach page and click to investigate the Isaiah Project.